This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sam Rappaport, host of Earning It, a new podcast about women who are breaking the NFL's grass ceilings. I once said to Darcy and said, look, I'd like to hire two coaches who happen to be female. This story will be told by NFL head coaches, owners, and of course, the women themselves. I even go in with Commissioner Roger Goodell. I didn't curse once, did I? Listen to Earning It, the NFL's forward progress on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever wanted to know what's inside the vault at NFL Films? Well, I've got the keys and I'm going to let you in. Join me, Andrea Kramer, for a new podcast featuring raw, unedited conversations between the legendary former head of NFL Films, Steve Sable, and some of the greatest figures in NFL history. Listen to NFL Films Tales from the Vault on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know the final score. Now listen to the NFL podcast that tells you why it happened. Do they have a skill or trait that is going to allow them to survive? Dan Orlovsky, Scott Pioli, and me, Bob Wischusen. We're tape heads going inside the coaching tape and giving fans the answers. Regardless of what the hierarchy is, folks need to be servants to the head coach. Listen to tape heads on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. 
This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Week 9 of the National Football League season is here. Packers started off with a 34-17 win over the San Francisco 49ers. We dive into that and a whole lot more of what is ahead. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. You can also tweet us on our show Twitter handle at I Want Your Flex. It's also where you can hit us up on any of those addresses if you have any fantasy questions or lineup questions entering week nine or any other week. But Mike, the San Francisco 49ers were more like the San Francisco 4.9ers with all of the pieces that they were missing on Thursday. I thought that I thought of that one uh, earlier today, so I wanted to make sure that I held on to it and was able to use it on the podcast. But the Packers beat the 4.9ers 34-17 to after the Niners were severely shorthanded with injuries and now COVID issues that were hitting the team. I'll tell you what, what a crazy game, right? As we're going through the, the process of the week, trying to figure out, are they still going to run this thing, right? As you lose the receiving room and one side and a bunch of running backs on the other uh so yeah just a curious game it's making some uh new names i mean i guess they get to you know burn a dvd and say hey i play on thursday night football <laughs> uh river river craycraft anybody yes uh, washington uh, state product but but if he's able to pull that ball down early right gets the feet down but can't control through the ground i mean that's seven instead of three maybe we got a okay now I'm just wishing and hoping. But the idea being that, you know, you have uh, some names that you, you just don't know. McKinnon gives you the touchdown at the end. So if you bet the over, you came in on that. And if you played him for fantasy purposes, you got your 68 total yards. Uh, Hasty kicked us in the teeth. Uh, but for the Packers, it was good to see Aaron Jones out there. Right? Figured if he's going to be active, he was going to take on a big workload. You didn't hit pay dirt. But you at least found that he was back with 20 touches. So that's a good sign going forward. But uh, week in, week out, I just marvel at what Devontae Adams is. And so for fantasy purposes, you know, he's the Ronco product in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Set it and forget it, baby. Just move on and just uh, count your points. I, a couple of weeks ago, I declared him the best receiver in the National Football League. I believe I've said it on this podcast as well. Mm-hmm. The situation and the skills and what he does all leads to that. Just continues to dominate one of the points that we hit on our last podcast. And to look back at our three-point conversions that we had, there was no Brandon Ayuk for the San Francisco 49ers. No. There were not a lot of guys for the 49ers, as we mentioned. But, Mike, even going forward, now with the Kittle injury that we had, uh, that he suffered last week against Seattle and basically done for the season, Jimmy Garoppolo, likely going to be out even when the Niners get some of their guys back like Kendrick Bourne like in uh, Brandon Ayuk and and others I just don't see the fantasy value that we would see if Kittle was there if Jimmy Garoppolo was there yeah you're gonna you're gonna have a situation where maybe Jerick McKinnon does get into the end zone or something like that I just don't think that you can you could count on San Francisco uh, really for the second half of this season week to week a little bit of a, a shock that Richie James, after burning the secondary two or three times early in the game, was still wide open. 
for much of the remainder of the game. Uh, nine for 184 and a touchdown. And if Mullins wasn't under constant duress, there were a couple of wide open shots down the middle of the field where the ball just deflected harmlessly away. You know, maybe there could have been something. But yeah, and McKinnon, they've been saying he's been fighting tired legs, right? So his usage in the last couple of weeks, he's, I guess, the one guy, and Ayuk probably can still rate as a three maybe on occasion, but there's certainly no level of confidence. Mullins gets to 291 passing yards. I don't think many people stayed around to see the back half of that one. No, and it and it helps when you're down 31 to three. You know, Just and, keep and, chucking, you know, baby. The end of the third quarter, like there's you can you can move along and do that. And the and the other thing with Richie James, that I know Richard Sherman gave him high praise on Twitter, but you've got uh, Brandon Ayuk, you've got Debo Samuel, you've got Kendrick Bourne those guys coming back as well. It's just a lot of guys there. So if San Francisco is actually going to score points, you're also trying to feed those guys. The other point that I was going to make, uh, and by the way, I think the other Green Bay guys, I mean, outside of Adams and Jones still, you're kind of you're kind of rolling the dice there. Maybe when Jamal Williams is able to play, you can, mm-hmm. you know, stash, you're going to keep him on your bench, even if it's not a handcuff to Aaron Jones, because you never know what's going to happen. The point that I want to make about the 49ers, though, is Nick Mullins and the San Francisco 49ers decision to not trade him last offseason. Yeah. And you want to talk about, like, the value of what could have been and what you could have gotten to what is happening now. It's why I, I, the backup quarterback position people say is undervalued in the national football league. Hey, they've got the best backup in the NFL. Well, if you've got the best backup in the NFL, that means your starter isn't there and you probably aren't going to win a lot of football games. So it's just a lesson. I think to every NFL team, Jacoby Brissett could have been traded. Chris Ballard back in the day said, I'm not going to trade him unless I get a first round pick. You crazy? You know, now you had to send Phillip Rivers away from the Chargers to uh, to be competitive. Nick Mullins was a hot commodity this past offseason. Niners wouldn't trade him with C.J. Beathard on their team as a, that could be a backup quarterback. And now it's basically the season's lost. I just I've never understood that of wanting to hold on to the backup because you think it's great insurance. Well, if your starter's not there, you're probably not going to be going anywhere unless you're Nick Foles of the Eagles. Well, and going to uh, 2021. You don't have a starter on that team because yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is probably not going to be there either, right? It's probably find his way out. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Valdez Scandling had his two uh, for 53, two scores, wide open looks from Aaron Rodgers. I didn't think he was going to get another pass thrown to him after he dropped what would have been an easy first down. Uh, the look that Rodgers gave him, it was almost as if he signified he was being cut on the spot instead he ends up with a big fantasy game not that anybody would have played him uh you hang a star on long term though uh lazard coming back right because he had a, he had a good start to the season so uh still available on a lot of waiver wires perhaps you just stick him on your bench see how quickly he reintegrates to the offense but it all it all stems on jones being healthy i think for this offense to run properly So week nine is off and running. We're going to fast forward and go right to Sunday night football. Saints and Buccaneers. It could be the return of Michael Thomas, but maybe the biggest story in all of this. Well, it is the biggest story in all of this. Antonio Brown making his season debut for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fantasy-wise, what does that mean? Not only for Brown, but for one Tom Brady. You know, as you mentioned, all, all those guys coming back for San Francisco and trying to pick your poison. 
I fear for fantasy owners it's going to be much the same looking at that Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiving core, right? Gronkowski getting more involved. Mike Evans has been dominant in the red zone. What does that mean? Not as many looks uh, for Gronk. He got one this past week, but overall it's the perfect, I think it's six for six uh, right now with Mike Evans. But Godwin and, and Antonio Brown will fight, and our guy Scotty Miller, Scotty doesn't know anymore that he will not be seeing a big target count. <laughs> yeah, you, you just started thinking about Euro Trip and wanted to sing along. Uh, but for I think it's Godwin versus Brown for tar- targets as he gets back into the mix. I've got Brown ranked as a WR3 for this week on the wish and hope that they try to just get him started pretty fast. But looking on the other side, if New Orleans is who, – who's Lattimore follow? Right? Pick your poison there. Sure. Right? I mean, that's that's going to be the fun part of the chess match going forward. But I, I think for everybody, the, the ceiling on their yardage is certainly capped, right? I mean, Mike Evans is in that 50 to 70 range seemingly every week. Godwin's had one or two games. Miller's had one or two games. And Gronk is going to be in that maybe 35 to 60 range. So where, where's the extra love coming from? And I think that's it. Does he find the hot hand like he used to in New England? And you just have to deal with it. You know, Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore have quite a history with each other being division mm-hmm. rivals. Lattimore maybe not having as great of a season as he's had in other spots, but uh, definitely a, a rivalry to match up. And Chris Godwin's got that finger issue. Bruce Arians did say earlier in the week they just want to make sure he can catch a football uh, in practice on Friday. Yeah. And so that's the that's going to be the biggest thing to watch as well. I'm going to put this out there because Drew Brees has also been a bit of a question mark of sure. just being limited in practice. I think we saw a bit of it last week with Taysom Hill in Chicago catching the touchdown pass. I think the Saints are going to be more and more creative. And I'm not going to say make a commitment, Mike, to Taysom Hill, but it's the type of game where I think the Saints want to try to do everything and throw the kitchen sink at the Buccaneers. So I think you could see some Taysom Hill action, throwing the ball, running the ball, catching the ball, all of it on Sunday night. Yeah, I think you got to go into your league settings, figure out whether he's available as a running back, tight end, or wide receiver. I think he's definitely worth a look-see. That was one of the notes that I have here and why he appears on the big cold sores, not just that Tampa Bay's the third best against quarterbacks, but because just very much that of Taysom Hill. They spent a lot of money. They're going to try to get their use out of him, sure. especially while Drew, while Drew Brees is banged up. Means I was kind of hoping to see some Jameis Winston. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm with you that it's it's Taysom Hill. They've been trying to – it's the Bears have tried to force Cordero Patterson on people to no avail. Uh, T- Taysom Hill's had more success of late because the first couple of times they ran gadgets to start the season. It's like, all right, would you stop that already? Put Drew Brees back on the field and make it work. Last couple times they've had some success. So uh, I think you get creative because you can't be Alvin Kamara against the world. No, it can't be. And maybe they'll get some help. All I'm going to say about Michael Thomas is this. Just make sure that he plays on Sunday. And if he does, put him in your lineup. 
Obviously, if he doesn't, you're going to take him out. It's basically all you can do because there were thought it was thought to be a return last week against the Bears, and it didn't end up happening. So just uh, make sure that you know Sunday, and you've got some time because it is a Sunday night yeah. game to find out about Michael Thomas's status. Mm-hmm. I'm curious on the thoughts that you have on some running backs in the National Football League because it'll trickle down. A couple of injuries. Chris Carson still dinged up in Seattle. We saw DJ Dallas a lot last week, and Josh Jacobs appearing on the uh, Raiders injury report after they uh, were fined by the National Football League for more COVID (laughs) violations. But when you've got Jacobs and Carson in situations, how do you deal with those? Is it is uh, DJ Dallas likely was already picked up in in, in leagues, but if he's there, do you still go after him? And if you're Josh Jacobs, how do you proceed with the Raiders or where do you see the fallout with Vegas taking on the Bolts? Well, they, they've made some moves, right? They elevated Theo Riddick. We remember him from fantasy seasons past. Uh, but it would appear that it's Devontae Booker getting the first chair and Jalen Richard on passing downs. And then probably Riddick subbing in a little bit as well. So I, I'd be looking at Booker perhaps. Just to, look, we, we know what the Chargers do. In the fourth quarter, Devontae Booker can be an absolute beast. Uh, as they collapse, all right, I'm taking my shots at Charger fans uh, and their and their fourth quarter defense to date. Uh, when we look at Seattle, yeah, DJ Dallas, if he wasn't picked up, I'm curious as to what's going on in your league right. when a guy has 23 touches. Uh, that no matter how how little you think he may touch the ball the next week, that just means he's a guy in line for looks. Uh, and I think there's a, an opportunity here once again. I mean, you're, you're talking about the what fourth round pick out of Miami yeah and if he can catch the ball out of the backfield that's just an added bonus and we know that Seattle's defense will be weak enough that he'll need to stay active in the passing game so uh opportunity abounds so yeah DJ Dallas I think is a guy that you could put in as an RB2 with some confidence the Raiders is a little more muddied right because Jake Jacobs being such a workhorse and Booker yeah. has the history that he does. I mean, it's not one that just gives you the big vote of confidence. Yeah, Jacobs, uh, he he does carry it a lot. And last week against Cleveland, there there were a bunch as well. But you win sixteen to six, you'll you'll take it every single time. We don't know if Matthew Stafford's going to play for the Lions. And, and that is a crazy situation because it's a team that's already without Kenny Galladay. So right. now how do you prepare for that situation? Who's Is Marvin Jones still worth a play if you are trying to fill the hole from Kenny Galladay? I, is, uh, who are the guys to look at in that spot if is, if – Matthew Stafford ends up playing on Sunday and also then the scenario if he doesn't well if he doesn't it's Chase Daniel everybody <laughs> welcome back to starting territory so that's bench everyone is that what it is well I, I think Minnesota's secondary is still gettable as long as you get get enough time to throw the football yeah you obviously temper expectations and Marvin Jones this is it we've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. ones might have been up to a high-end number two with Galladay out. Perhaps now he becomes a, a third wide receiver. Uh, Hawkinson will be active as well. So for tight end purposes, look, everybody's looking for a little bit of help uh, when, you, when you look at the, the holes in your roster based on injuries, right? Your George Kittles mm-hmm. of the world, but also look at the bye week, right? Higby and Everett. Uh, Cleveland, you, you started to see a little bit from Bryant, and then Philadelphia, the return of Goddard. So you know maybe maybe those were guys you were leaning on a little bit. So perhaps Hawkinson gets a little more love there. The run game, I, I wish DeAndre Swift was a, a little more uh, used. consistent, used and consistent <laughs> when he when he does get used. Look, it's that love affair with Adrian Peterson, man. It's like, I get it. He started the season strong. Swift's your better back. We all yeah. know it, Matt Patricia. Take the pencil out from behind your ear and get it down and write it good. See that? There's... I got 80s wrestling in while I was at it. <laughs> there's, there is there is something. And I, I don't know. With no fans there, there's no reason to be like, all right, Adrian Peterson, you're going up against your former team. It's not like you're <laughs> playing in front of 70,000 former Vikings you know, fans of yours. So I, I do think that it's time to move away if Detroit wants to keep on moving ahead. But again, keep your eye on Matthew Stafford's status for week nine. At Chiefit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. 
Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. All right, let's get to the top five rankings. Speaking of quarterbacks, we will start off there. Quarterback, running backs, and wide receiver. Your top five rankings at those positions for week nine. Quarterbacks, I did everything I could to try to uh, rally and find some random players to insert. Nope, it's all the usual suspects for this week. Uh, Mahomes at the top against Carolina. Yeah, they've only given they've given up the ninth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Uh, but we're talking about uh, a machine that's operating right now at, at peak efficiency with guys like McCole Hardman adding more into the speed and depth alongside Tyreek Hill. Uh, number two, you got D- Deshaun Watson going up against Jacksonville. Fourth most fantasy points allowed to opposing QBs. And you know what? Bill O'Brien wasn't there, so they didn't trade anybody. 15 touchdowns allowed, just six interceptions thus far, almost 23 fantasy points per game. Russell Wilson going up against Buffalo. This rare bird that is russell wilson in buffalo you got to get a snapshot of that one uh because as you alluded to dan earlier in the week never happened yeah he's never Probably played there again so they've given up 12 touchdowns uh, against four interceptions again uh this is one where you might have a a little counter thought that the seattle defense is worth a look-see uh as josh allen is winging the ball around but uh, that's for another time. Uh, it's it's Russell Wilson. It's DK Metcalf. It's our guy, Tyler Lockett. I mean, everybody plays. Everybody wins. Uh, Kyler Murray, fourth, going up against Miami. And fifth, Tom Brady in that Sunday night football game. New Orleans, 19 touchdowns allowed, just four picks, six most fantasy points against opposing QBs. I love it when we do top five because rankings, and even if it is chalk, a uh, all these guys are rostered and you want to know where your guy is so if you are a Patrick Mahomes guy and you're sick of Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray getting all the hype and fantasy for their seasons it's always good to see your guy on top especially after a five touchdown effort and I like the guy at number two and Deshaun Watson because I don't think people realize how good Deshaun Watson actually has been fantasy-wise over the last month or so. Four Mm -hmm. straight 300-yard games, passer rating over 100 in all of those games. They haven't won a lot of them, but for his play, it is uh, it is he has been very very good over the last uh, month or so. Let's get to the running back rankings. Top five at the running back position for Week Nine. Once again, we got chalk at the top. We got Dalvin Cook going up against Detroit. Second most fantasy points allowed to running backs. Uh, looking for him. A net, look, four touchdowns not happen again. Or is it? No, uh, he, that was just a ridiculous effort in week eight. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with James Robinson uh, going up against Houston. Now, I'm hanging a star here because we don't have Gardner Minshew, which means this offense could suddenly bogged down and the holes that Robinson's been able to exploit aren't there. But Judon is a guy that might be firing the ball downfield, right? We might, we might have a little bit of craziness here. Uh, Houston third most fantasy points against running backs thus far. Uh, Camara third against Tampa while they're 10th fewest fantasy points against running backs. They've allowed the third most receptions. So looking for him to be active in the passing game once again. Uh, Derrick Henry going up against Chicago. Six rushing touchdowns allowed almost 800 rushing yards. Uh, 12th best uh, in the National Football League against fantasy running backs. But it's Derrick Henry. He'll have his opportunities, especially because the Bears can't move the football. 
Enough said. And finally, a little bit of a, a price shot for me. Uh, moving Chase Edmonds up into the number five slot going up against Miami. Interesting. The uh, Kenya Drake injury allows Edmonds to really shine, did in the limited action that he had when he took over when Drake got hurt in that Seattle game and he was a player. And I'm interested in the Henry situation just because, as you said, he's Derrick Henry. But it also, I mean, if you know, if there's going to be a team that, that ends up trying to slow Henry down, could be yeah. a team like like the Bears, so maybe that's why he's not in your top three. And, yeah, the James Robinson, I'm, cu- I'm curious of what Houston's going to do because – one of the one of the things that I read about Jake Luton and, and seeing what the Jaguars like about him is that he does have a strong arm. So if they're gonna if Houston's gonna try to stop the run with Robinson, which by the way is what I would do if I was a defensive coordinator and I'm not. Sure. Uh, curious to see if they take shots downfield. Maybe a Jacksonville Jaguar wide receivers in the top five. Just kidding. I doubt it. But let's go to your top five receivers for week nine. Well, uh, how about we shuffle them up? No, uh, (laughs) DeAndre Hopkins going up against Miami, number one. Look at the the numbers that he puts up on a week-to-week basis. Obviously, it's a battle between he and Devontae Parker for the top of the list week in, week out. Number two, DK Metcalf going up against Buffalo. Try to pick your poison. Obviously, Buffalo's been more susceptible to getting run on than passed, but uh, look, Russell Wilson – playing in a different level right now with those two bookend wide receivers. Number three, Stephon Diggs on the other side of that. Uh, Fantasy points per game allowed by the Seattle defense. 57.7 to opposing wide receivers. Already nearly 1,900 receiving yards and 11 touchdowns. Uh, Number four, Keenan Allen going up against Las Vegas. 13th best against wide receivers. Uh, just under 1,200 receiving yards, total of six touchdowns. Uh, Allen still with that rapport with Justin Herbert, so looking for him to just, you know, as he does, 10 yards here, 12 yards there, just keep moving the ball down the field. And finally, yes, he didn't get traded. He's not a Packer. He's not in some other random uniform. No, and he's healthy. He's Will Fuller. Going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Middle of the pack against opposing passing teams. Uh, but looking for Houston to really wear wear them out uh, in this one. Particularly if the kid gives them some advantageous field position on the other side. Because I think the uh, defensive line gets after him, terrorizes him, and gives the opportunity for Deshaun Watson to have some short fields. The only thing, the only place that you could put Will Fuller the fifth is fifth. That's for sure. All right, let's get to the hot plays, the cold sores, the ninjas for week nine. Maybe guys that aren't going to be in the top five of the rankings but need a little love, guys you need to know a little bit more about, and maybe some that you just want to push off to the side because of matchups, but let's start with the hot plays for week nine. All right, hot plays. We already talked about Marvin Jones a little bit. Uh, Keenan Allen makes the top five. How about Mike Williams? Two of his last three games have been fantastic. Five catches uh, in two of those last three games. Five for eight, basically five catches on eight targets. One game, 109 yards, two scores. Last week, 99 yards and a score. Looking for opportunities here uh, against Las Vegas. Uh, That takes me to the quarterback position. 
because I'm on the other side. You got Derek Carr playing some fantastic football, and we know the Chargers late do tend to find a way to collapse, uh, giving up almost 23 fantasy points per game to opposing QBs, 14 touchdowns, just four picks thus far. Uh, Drew Locke going up against Atlanta. A little bit of swagger got him on the national radar in the positive and negative ways this week. Uh, but you're looking at Atlanta giving up almost 26 fantasy points per game. Already 20 passing touchdowns allowed. Justin Jackson going back to that Chargers-Las Vegas game. Uh, obligatory Northwestern reference. No, uh, a guy with a heavy workload. And as you notice, uh, Joshua Kelly didn't really see much action uh, last week. Uh, Zach Moss going up against Seattle, middle of the pack against the run which is good until you go and look at the what they do against the pass uh, but he has <laughs> clearly eclipsed Devin Singletary he is your better running back we said it long ago and then uh, Brandon Cooks the obligatory nod again to the other side of the uh, the line of scrimmage there for Houston uh, last couple of games 24 catches on 30 targets almost 300 yards and two scores so he's been active uh, and it, when we get to Cooks and Fuller and guys like that it comes back to the old adage when they're healthy and don't have a big red star next to their name you play them because they generally perform pretty well that chargers raiders game that we're going to see on sunday is one that is very intriguing not only for all the names that you've mentioned that you could play for the chargers and and even with Derek carr in that situation but mike the raiders are in the thick of it for a playoff spot yeah. so now you get to the the this kind of stretch run Curious to see how the silver and black uh, respond. This game would have been crazy if fans were allowed. Uh, Raider Nation in L.A. is is big. Not going to happen, but still should be an entertaining affair on Sunday. Man, being able to fill up SoFi with Raider fans, <laughs> Charger fans all jacked up for the first season uh, of this new facility and with a quarterback that gets you excited every time he goes back to pass. And now you got Derek Carr both running the football and working the ball downfield to rugs. You got Nelson Aguilar, who's giving them some big catches. And Darren Wall, like you've got offense. The over-under in this one is 52. Yeah. So we're expected to see some fireworks. It's too bad it's got to be in front of an empty house. But this is one. I may go out to a local establishment here in L.A., get behind my big plastic partition, and watch fans go nuts. The Chargers going to be wearing their Navy alternatives this week. So you're not going to get the powder blue. You're going to get the Navy alternatives for the Bolts. All right, let's go to the cold sores, the guys that you want to stay away from, that you don't want to touch, you don't want to see in week nine. Anybody with a cowboy jersey. I, I was going to put that <laughs> I was going to put something in my three-point conversion. We've only had one shutout this year in the National Football League. Jets were blanked by the Dolphins a few weeks back when Joe Flacco had to play. I wondered if maybe this was going to be number two, but any Cowboy we could write down as a cold sore. Yeah, it's tough, right? Last week, you watched Baltimore run all over Pittsburgh. They've been giving up 65 rushing yards per game before that, uh, and then just Baltimore happened. Still get the win, but, you know, some cracks. Well, we know what Dallas's offensive line is, and we certainly know what Ezekiel Elliott has been since Dak Prescott got hurt. 
He's been yeah, trash not good. from a not fantasy good. perspective. Uh, so we, we move him away. Uh, Terry McLaurin, ranked highly. I'm going the other way. Going up against the Giants. Bradbury is probably going to be the guy in his grill all day long. So uh, tough sledding, I believe, as we, we get into that one. Devontae Parker, I just can't trust that Tua can get him mm-hmm. the ball, unfortunately. Uh, Lamar Jackson going up against Indianapolis. You're going to be looking for some work on the ground, but those linebackers clean up messes. Leonard and Anthony Walker, again, another obligatory Northwestern uh, reference from me. Uh, But you're looking at an Indianapolis team that only gives up 13.2 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. This is a tough one. Coming off of the multi-turnover, and that's me just going to euphemisms and being kind because I don't want to bury him because suddenly he can't play football after last week, Dan. I don't know if you you heard that espoused over the course of the week, uh, but certainly some concerns. Uh, but and, and then we already talked about Drew Brees just missing a couple of practices. And look, might be precautionary. Maybe he's back out on Friday by the time you're listening to this, uh, that – He's, he's cleared, but I still think you're going to see, as we talked about before, more of Taysom Hill, maybe even a couple of sets where you see Winston come in alongside Hill because uh, they got to make sure Drew Brees gets to the end of the season. No sense. Even in a big game here, you already got the first one, right? Yeah. Go for a season one. split and be just fine. Well, let's also be honest. It's more advantageous for the Saints to keep the Buccaneers' offense off the field than it is vice versa. Sure. I I mean I I don't I don't think the Saints want to get into a shootout with the Buccaneers. I don't think that that's the case. Maybe in Week One it was, but I don't think where we are in Week Nine that is now the case. All right, let's get to the yeah. You guessed it, Fantasy Ninja. Fantasy Ninjas for Week 9. Maybe the uh, plays that you just don't quite see, and then they come up and get you. All right, let's go. We got uh, the the play of all plays. Cam Newton, Monday Night Football. Why I need a reason to watch Monday Night Football uh, going up against <laughs> the New York Football Jets. But it, he's a guy that uh, I, I would consider with some reticence, some trepidation, maybe for a daily fantasy play. Uh, but how about Jacoby Myers? as a guy that I might actually find as a third wide receiver. Ten catches on 16 targets his last two weeks, 118 yards. It's not monstrous, but all we can try when we're looking from the ninja's perspective is for some opportunity. How about Darnell Mooney of the Bears going up against Tennessee? Thirty or Three or more receptions in all but one game this year. A couple of times he's gone over 50 yards, uh, five out of six. He had a TD, uh, five catches on six targets, touchdown. And it looks like Nick Foles trusts him, uh, perhaps more than Anthony Miller at this point. That that and a cup of you know quarter might get you uh, an eighth of a cup of coffee. Uh, we talked about DJ Dallas before. Matt Breida getting the opportunity with Miles Gaskin going on IR. I think I'm going to snapshot one of my teams for you, Dan, and show you how much red is on there. It's almost like an old chemistry test that I took back in high school. Uh, that's how bad it's gotten with my walking wounded. Uh, and then Deontay. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. 
unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Johnson, a bit of a forgotten man in Pittsburgh right now. Everybody worried about getting Juju Smith-Schuster as targets, and obviously we know Chase Claypool. Uh, Johnson's been hit or miss. 25 catches on the year, 233 and three scores. Uh, the Cowboys have given up 14 touchdowns to wide receivers, so an opportunity here maybe as a sneaky wide receiver three if you've got some injury and some bye week issues to attend to not to mention you're expecting the pittsburgh defense to feast and give you yeah. ample opportunity at red zone practice i wonder when you mentioned deontay johnson we know what chase claypool has done uh, in in bunches with the steelers but that leads me to juju smith schuster where now i'm just wondering is juju option three on that team because when you see what Claypool can do you mentioned Deontay Johnson he when he's healthy there have been great games and then you have the one catch game that you have but with I just didn't don't know where Juju fits in and I'm almost thinking like it's option number three right now in Pittsburgh yeah seven catches last week so you you felt a little better about it but the nervousness because he hasn't had those big breakout performances. No. Uh, and, and just wondering if there's going to be a clash, right? We always wait for the word out of the locker room, not satisfied with his opportunities for red zone glory. And maybe this is a different, different look and Tomlin can generally work with that. But we've talked about Antonio Brown. We haven't mentioned Le'Veon Bell yet, but there's two guys that clearly wanted more. The, uh, the fact is, is, you know, Chase Claypool leads him in touchdowns. 
I think about four weeks ago, we thought maybe Deontay Johnson was the best option for Pittsburgh. And, you know, Juju's still getting targets, still leads the team in targets. But right. the uh, gist of, of the roles that we thought that he would he would play, maybe not as high up. All right. Those are your hot plays, cold sores, and ninjas. And now it's time for me to give you one reason. I'll let the imaging take care of it. Three, two, one. Give me one reason. All right, here's where I give you a reason to start a guy and to bench a guy. And the one reason to start Noah Fant of the Denver Broncos against the Falcons is because the Falcons allow a lot of points to tight ends. According to my numbers, the most in the National Football League. That's why I like Noah Fant in a rematch of Super Bowl 33. Tight end opportunities and who's the young quarterback's best friend? tight end and Noah Fant got his growing pains through last year number of drops in big opportunities uh he's not letting that happen here year two his health week to week uh always a concern uh but with Kittle out and a number of others uh tight ends as we've we've talked about throughout the the podcast uh great opportunity for Fant there are there are tight ends and, and if if fans on your team in a 12 team league you're probably starting him anyway i just think there's a really good reason to start him and i'm also trying to stick to my one reason one so reason, that's yeah. that's all i'm trying to give and it's very difficult because i'm trying to hold my tongue on other reasons why i think you should start noah fant but again it's the falcons like to give up a lot of points now i'm going to give you one reason to bench well, a guy who burned me last week in my three-point conversion, Jonathan Taylor of the Colts going up against the Ravens. Again, I could give you a bunch of reasons, but I am going to say that the three-headed monster in Indianapolis is looking for bigger and better things. That's my way of combining two things to making them into one, but I think workload, and I also think the Colts are just going to go with the hot hand and we saw last week that it wasn't Jonathan Taylor, and I don't necessarily think it's going to be against Baltimore. So the three-headed monster playing for bigger things is my reason. The man smashing in between the tackles against Baltimore, that's not where you make your living against this team, right? you got to get to the edges. you got to have the quick feet. Not that Taylor can't, but that's where Hines and Wilkins make their money, particularly Hines out of the backfield as a receiver. You saw it last week, uh, and, look, I was wrong last week which is why taylor was in the extended cold sores uh, run here uh and i agree wholeheartedly there there's bigger bigger fish to fry and these guys present better matchup opportunities against baltimore i is something else that i don't think it's talked about enough but jordan wilkins uh how about let's just take two of the best players from the 80s and 90s in the nba and combine them and make them a football player <laughs> Right, I like the way you think. Like the Colts should sign a guy named Magic Bird, okay, <laughs> and then LeBron Durant. Like that should be their backfield. It should be Jordan Wilkins, uh, Magic Bird, and LeBron Durant could be the uh, could be the backfield. Maybe, I like that. Maybe Kobe Iverson. You could have that as well if you wanted. I tell you what, if I were I were their agents, I'd be going. How would you like to change your name? <laughs> 
You want to be the most famous guy on our team? Let's go. Oh, Jordan Wilkins. And you could take Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins and combine it into a running back. Uh, Let's do it. All right. Let's put a bow on this bad boy. Our three-point conversion as we look ahead to week nine. You want to go first? You want to win the toss? You want to to go with this? I'll I'll take it. I want the ball, and I'm going to score. All right. Go Hasselbeck. All right. Just don't throw an interception to Al Harris. That was an awful memory, but go ahead. No, I know. Al Harris uh, is still haunts your dreams so much for that holiday gift i was going to give you uh hang a star on it in other words hang up all your dallas cowboys just there's really no use uh for those wide receivers and ezekiel elliott to me is a low-end rb2 just based on the fact that he's got a double digit touch count number two cold shoulder in tampa That's the cold sore of Drew Brees, meaning more Taysom Hill, just meaning I'm not starting Drew Brees, uh, even if he gets a clean bill on Friday, as you would expect he would for a Sunday night football game. And then lock it up. Yeah, Drew has himself a big game against Atlanta. My three-point conversion, and quickly a quick story, when that Seahawks-Packer wildcard game was being played. I was still working in Madison. And so being the lone Seahawks fan in a building Aww. full of Packer fans, I show up at work on Monday, and my entire desk are photocopies of the newspaper of Al Harris pointing to the Lambeau crowd as he's running down the sideline. Oh, it was uh, it was absolute heartbreak, just one of the uh, the many scars. It's bad enough seeing Bo Jackson and the Boz meet at the goal line like for my entire, you know, childhood through through high school of NFL highlights. Then you have that one to remember. Not as big as as the bull one that keeps on showing. By the way, this was a conversation you and I were going to I've I've always wanted to have of there are memories like as sports fans like Steelers have had a lot of success you know throughout the years and so have the Raiders and then the Steelers Raiders play in a game like Immaculate Reception like I'm wondering do Raider fans still get mad seeing that highlight because I still obviously because it's fresh get sick of seeing Malcolm Butler pick off Russell Wilson every single time it, it literally it's, I think it's every Seahawks game they will like replay that highlight thinking it's something fresh are there highlights that that you have not even in football but that just you know we're, we're such a pain in the you know what but you keep on seeing and anything like I mean anything like w- with the with the Bears or with the the White Sox or anything because yeah those those are normally longer sequences of pain Dan sure <laughs> you get flashpoints I get full games where I'm just cursing at the screen going what am I watching uh from a personal level though Uh, For one of my teams, obviously, I mentioned Northwestern. Uh, When we went to the NIT, we we had a a guy named Kevin Rankin, big seven-footer, cup of coffee on, you know, the the bowls and developmental stuff, but really didn't make it to the NBA. A couple of guys that went and played in Europe, but they played in the NIT, and they they played a game against Xavier with Brian Grant. Mm Mm-hmm and played tooth and nail and coming down to the end of regulation there there was an opportunity for a putback and Rankin was not a fan of dunking the basketball so he did one of these little push shots that bounced <laughs> off the back iron and then they end up losing the game and it's just like you you could have flushed it there was nobody in your way 
Grant wasn't bodying you. There was there was nothing. So like all these years, because basketball, right? Eventually they get to the tournament. All these years later, but that was that was the high point. Oh, uh, for, an for and Northwestern basketball, an NIT second round appearance. They beat DePaul, and then they were playing Xavier. And it's like, all right, they they've got something going, and they it's a game they could have won, right? He dunks it, they win. Those oh. are sounds, then they go and lose, and so it's just like. That, that carried that until that NCAA team. It's like, we we had a good team. You had a good point guard. You had a couple of bigs. One guy went and played in Europe for a decade. I mean, you had all this stuff going on, but he oh. wouldn't dunk the ball. Oh, man. It's it's funny because I, I've told this story before and out of this podcast, but growing up, the Seahawks weren't on a lot nationally. So maybe you would see them two or three times a year on NBC. That would be about the time you would you would – Maybe a little more than that, but it wasn't like you would see them play eight times a season. But they would get about one or two Monday night games a year, and my mom would let me stay up later and watch Monday night football mm-hmm. when the Seahawks were on. I could stay up. Usually I'd have to go to bed at halftime, and I could stay up third quarter, fourth quarter, and, and watch the game. It was it was awesome. It was, it was great. They usually played at home, it seemed like. They were always playing in the kingdom. And they would usually win those games. But then in 87, when Bo and the Raiders came in, and it was such a shock because just of, of how it was. But to, the Raiders end up running over Seattle uh, figuratively and literally at the goal line. But to see Bo's 91-yard run, like just then run into the tunnel and then the Boz play, like then you just you keep on seeing that highlight over and over and over again and throughout the years, and they'll still show it. And I just – Oh, it's one of those things that you you never think that you're going to get rid of, and you never will because they'll never stop playing those highlights. No, oh. it, they live with you forever. Uh, Imagine like, being I'll, a Houston fan with NC State, you know, and Jim Valvano. Like, if you're a sure. Houston Cougars hoops fan, you, you'll never not see that highlight and not have it burn you. Well, think about it here in Los Angeles, right, where we do our, our show out of the Fox Sports Radio studios uh, and where we make our homes. for 32 years it's been all about the Kirk Gibson home run how many times did people get all excited the past week and a half of hey I don't have to have that as my end game of highlights from my Dodger fandom it's like this is this is one of the great moments in baseball history but but the fans are tired of it because it means that they didn't win another one yeah yeah. So it goes the other way, right? That's of, funny. Not yeah. a heartbreaking moment, but a huge moment. It's like, damn it, there's Gibson again. I thought you were going to go the A's route, but you're right. Like the Dodgers, like that's the only thing you can hold your hat on or hang your hat on. Uh, so, so <laughs> true. By the way, we'll take your favorite memories that you're sick of because your Absolutely. team got screwed by. And I want your flex. Get Mike at Swallow Dome. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. All right, my three-point conversion. Let's wrap this baby up. Point one. Modest two and numbers again. I don't think that the Dolphins want to have the Arizona offense on the field. And just because Tua didn't light it up in week one of his debut doesn't mean it's going to happen in start number two. I think that the Dolphins feel like they've got a little something going. Even with Miles Gaskin out, I feel that Miami's still going to keep it close to the vest. So don't expect huge numbers from Tua. I think Josh Allen breaks out of his fantasy funk and the Seahawks defense helps him do that. So I think that Josh Allen is a, is a play that I like in week nine. And as we touched on earlier, Deshaun Watson keeps on rolling. I, I've said his numbers seem to be overshadowed with how bad and dysfunctional things were in Houston, but he's been really good fantasy-wise uh, this season and especially over the last month or so. All right, let's uh, 
Uh, I guess that's it, Harmon. We'll have to we'll have to do this again after week nine, and it'll be Masters week, which will be awesome for me in golf. But we'll also get to review that great Patriots Jets Monday nighter. Oh, I can't wait! Monday night football spectacular, but at least the Sunday night game is going to be good. Yeah, right. Sandwiched be in between Packers and 49ers. and yes, Lee Delap, our executive producer, is a big Packer fan, so he's just been sitting there with a a big goofy grin the entire time as we're talking basking in the afterglow of a four touchdown performance uh but we'll we'll get tampa and new orleans sandwiched with that jets patriots uh hey look man i celebrate all 256 of them and that's Uh, never been more true than here in 2020 i like i like this slate i do i think chiefs panthers could be some fun to watch colts ravens should be a dandy and yeah, you mentioned the prime timer on sunday and i mentioned raiders Chargers. i think it'll be fun as well all right mike we'll do it again uh, launching tuesday morning talk to you then have a good weekend brother see you did you know amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle they know you value your time outside of work juggling family school friends or other activities that's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you there are full-time part-time and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses if you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle head to amazon.com apply amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer you know the final score. Now listen to the NFL podcast that tells you why it happened. Do they have a skill or trait that is going to allow them to survive? Dan Orlovsky, Scott Pioli, and me, Bob Wischusen. We're tape heads going inside the coaching tape and giving fans the answers. Regardless of what the hierarchy is, folks need to be servants to the head coach. Listen to tape heads on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough football? Look no further than the Good Morning Football podcast. Join me, Kay Adams, alongside Peter Schrager and Kyle Brandt for a daily breakdown of the league's biggest stories. We do it all. We talk the personalities. We talk the game plans. We got fantasy tips. We got you covered for all your football needs. Yeah, and we got recaps. We do the retweets. And we give you all the reactions to the wild moments that you might have missed on and off the field. Listen to the Good Morning Football podcast weekdays on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season... 
We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.